The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. five-game early and a nine-game main slate to get it in for you today. Uh, definitely a GPP slate early in the evening. Uh, you can work around a little bit better pitching. It won't be like last night, which was just pitching. It was interesting. Interesting. The slack shot that was the, the common theme. Well, this is interesting. Well, this is interesting. And, um, you know, hopefully some guys did good. Uh, I didn't uh, go crazy by any means, but didn't get crushed, which is always a better feeling than getting crushed. But, um, yeah. Very interesting slate. Very, very interesting. But uh, weather-wise today, pretty much similar. A couple spots, you know, 15 to 20% chances to look at. No real crazy uh, weather spots on the agenda for you. Unless something changes, check your local guy, whatever you're using. But uh, let's talk about the totals real quick. Um, Blue Jays Rays waiting on that one because Wilmer Font's getting the start. And then Matt Andrees comes in. Another bullpen game for Tampa Bay. Cubs Brewers nine, Red Sox Orioles eight, Pirates Diamondbacks seven and a half, Angels Mariners seven and a half. So there's your day slate seven and a half, seven and a half, eight, nine waiting. So decent uh, pitching options maybe. In the evening you got Rockies Phillies eight, Nats Yankees waiting on that one. Eric Fetty's supposed to get the start for the Nationals. Maybe a bullpen game there. Maybe just a you know four or five inning outing for Fetty. Still kind of a bullpen game. Twins. Tigers, 8.5. Giants, Marlins, 7.5. Indians, White Sox, 8.5. Reds, Royals, 9.5. Padres, Cardinals, 8.5. Astros, A's, 8. Rangers, Dodgers, 7.5. See, overall, much better pitching if you just base it off the totals, which aren't always accurate, but uh, do give you a nice idea of what's going on. Let's talk about this five-game early slate. Top pitcher on the slate by far is Chris Sale, 13-5 at Baltimore. Uh, Sale's been Chris Sale for the most part, averaging about 25 points a game on the season. He's faced Baltimore once this year. Five innings, two hits, one earned, eight Ks for 23 DraftKings points. He had 31, or almost 32 points his last time out. But as a whole, hasn't been crazy, crazy. But on this slate, he's going to be 60, 70, maybe 80% owned based on the tournaments you're in because he is that much better than everybody else. Uh, Baltimore strikes out 22.5% of the time versus lefties. They are overall pretty darn bad versus lefties. A total of 315. Lefties 245, righties 268 versus sale. And they are so bad. A 290 Woba and a 136 ISO both way 
the low average. So I think Machado is maybe the only guy hitting the ball good against lefties this year off the top of my head. Uh, so Sales definitely played at 13-5. Can't fault you if you use him. If he gets beat up, it's just one of those days. If you want to go down a little, you got J.A. Happ at 10-9 at the Tampa Bay Rays. J.A. Happ on the season having a pretty darn good se- season, uh, averaging 23 points a game on the road, uh, coming off a 23.4-point performance. He's essentially like a 22-plus point guy in four of his last five. The worst he did was 15. I know you want 20, 20 25 points from 10-9, but if you got me, give me a 15-point floor, I'll be happy. I do like some of the Rays righties if you want to fade Happ. But on the slate, Happ's in a great spot against a Tampa Bay team that strikes out 24% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Um, as a team, a 311 Woba and a 152 ISO, both average at best. So definitely a guy to look at at 10-9 if you want to pivot off of Chris Sale and be a little different on this five-game slate. The other two guys I'm looking at on this slate is Garrett Richards at 7800 bucks at the Seattle Mariners. Yes, Richards has been up and down this year to say the least. He's faced Seattle once, six and two-thirds, four hits, nowhere in eight Ks. For 32 points, he's got you 16-6, 32-6 his last time out, but then he got beat up against the Yankees, which is kind of expected. Overall, though, like a 12-13 point floor, which is not bad. Seattle's been hitting the long ball the last couple games. Hanniger double-donged yesterday, Cruz the day before, Healy yesterday as well, and Healy hit one the day before. The ball is launching for the uh, Mariners at the moment. Righties, lefties, does not matter. So keep that in mind. When you look at Garrett Richards, it's control. It's always an issue, a 10% walk rate. But he does strike out 26.5% of the guys, and he has a, a ground ball rate of almost 52%. Seattle strikes out just a little bit over 20% for his righties, so not jumping off the page at you. Lefties 318, righties, or no, no, wrong team, wrong team. Seattle. Seattle, lefties 307, righties 329 versus Garrett Richards. Average well was an ISO for the Mariners. So on a getaway day in Seattle, Garrett Richards is in play for you at 78. In that same matchup, if you want to go even cheaper at $6,300, Marco Gonzalez. Again, the Angels have been hitting the ball pretty well. Late Trout double dog yesterday. Hit one the day before because, well, he's Mike Trout. Uh, but you got, you got a guy like Marco Gonzalez, 18-9-24-2, uh, He's been pitching outstanding, outstanding of late. Nothing flashy. But, you know, even though he's nothing flashy, he's still getting you four or more Ks in three of those four, six or more in two of those. Um, pitching really, really well. One was against Texas, one was at Oakland, the other two against Tampa Bay. So maybe it's the opponent, maybe it's not. He's faced the Angels this year, six innings, nine hits, four and seven Ks for 13 and a half DraftKings points. He's about a 16-point-per-game guy on average, and you'll take that at 6300 bucks on this slate. Uh, the Angels don't strike out a ton, about 20% of the time versus lefties, pretty similar to the, the rate Richards will get versus Seattle. Uh, ground ball rate of about 46.5%. The Angels, 373 total. Lefties 318, righties 331 versus Marco, but as a team, a 305 Woba, 166 ISO, both just average. Uh, Woba's an ISO versus left handed uh, pitching. So nothing super flashy there when you're looking at it. So those are the guys I'll be looking at. Sale, Hap up top, Richards and Montgomery in the middle, uh, or not Marco Gonzalez in the uh, middle and bottom parts of the map. Um, and that's about only spots I'm looking at. If you want some other options, we can talk about them in the Slack chat, but that's about. It for me. Let's go to the catchers on this slate. Um, a very rough slate. If you aren't using Hap, Wilson Ramos loved him yesterday. He went ding dong city. He's in a good spot again today versus Hap. If you so choose, Hap's a much better pitcher than Jaime Garcia, but Ramos is a very very good hitter. Other than that, maybe a Russell Martin versus Tampa Bay and their bullpen game. 
Uh, maybe a Christian Vasquez versus Ramirez. Uh, Baltimore's going to be doing a bullpen game as well, so keep an eye on that with Boston. Uh, Martin Maldonado versus the lefty Gonzalez. If you aren't using Gonzalez, Maldonado is in play for you. Um, other than that, you're going to maybe wins if you want to punt against Sale. Wins is 2400 for Baltimore. Let's head over to first base. Goldschmidt, 54 versus Tyons. Not bad, but Rizzo at 49 versus Chassin. You know, lefties versus Chassin. We definitely want to take a look at that one. Uh, Mike Montgomery's been pitching well for the Cubs. Not great, but well. Ryan Braun's been hitting lefties really well. He's 4800 bucks. Could be in play for you today. Same with Jesus Aguilar at 42 in that same matchup. CJ Corona, 4K against Hap. If you're fading Hap, I don't hate it. Uh, Justin Smoke's in a really good spot against Tampa Bay. Bullpen and Font. Then Andres. Uh, so Smoke at 38, I do like a little bit. Farther down you look, maybe you go with like another Ryan Healy, Hope, uh, hope and Pray. Uh, maybe a Trey Mancini versus Sale if you want to get weird. Kendrick Morales is swinging a hot stick. He's 3,100 versus the Tampa Bay bullpen game. So he's another guy you can take a look at there. Second base, uh, Zobrist at 42 has been swinging it well. Uh, Young Harris Solarte at 39 is not a bad choice. But I'm looking at guys like Daniel Descalso at 38, another big game last night. He's second base, third base. Tyon for Pittsburgh is a good pitcher. But when you want to attack Tyon, you look at the um, – Left-handed bats, lefties 328, righties 236. So Descalso at 38, and then Ketel Marte, second base shortstop eligible at 37. Love Ketel yesterday at 35. He had a big 23-point outing. He's been just on fire right now. So Descalso and Marte are both in play for you here. If you're not using Marco Gonzalez, Ian Kinsler leading off at 37, also in play for you. Maybe a little Zach Cozart at 33 if you want to get really cheap on this slate. Other than that, uh, check lineups. Third base, yeah, Chris Bryant at 47, but Jake Lamb at 44, another lefty versus Tyon you can take a look at. Solarte mentioned him, Descalso mentioned him already. Uh, Rafael Devers went deep yesterday at 3,600. We talked about him on around the bases last night. Just needs to work on a couple things, try to elevate the ball a little more, and things could really change in his favor. Um, a guy like Kyle Seeger or Matt Duffy or even Danny Valencia are all GPP-type plays against Richard Happ and Sale in the lower threes. Uh, very boomer bust-type looks for you there. And when you get down to the bottom threes, yeah, nothing stands out too crazy at this first look. Shortstop, you got Bogarts at 49, Gene Segura at 48, both really good options. Mention Machado can't hit lefties well, he's 4,700. But then again, Cattell Marte at 37, I completely can get behind that one. Uh, the Arizona bats, the lefties against Tyon can be really interesting. If for some reason they, they throw out a lineup that doesn't have many lefties, then Tyon becomes a little more intriguing on the mound. But with all the lefties, we stay away for now. Uh, go down farther, maybe Brock Holt for some value at 3500 I do like Willie Adamas at 34 if you aren't using Hap as a, a kind of cheaper shortstop option you can definitely look at. Addison Russell at 3 k super cheap if you need to go that direction. And then the rest is lineup-based. Outfield, Trouty Trout at 6 k obviously in play. Betts had yesterday off. He should be back at 5900 Been in 10 to 56 with deep again. He is just on fire, straight fire. That guy is amazing. Keep playing him. And play him and play him and play him. Uh, Martinez, not bad either. He's JD's pretty good. Mention Ryan Braun at 48. Uh, T. Oscar at 45 is a really solid play today against this Tampa Bay bullpen. Uh, will be low owned. T uh, Toronto, for the most part, I imagine, will be low owned. Uh, Austin Meadows could be an interesting GPP at 44. Same with David uh, Daniel per <clears throat> Peralta at 4,400 for the D backs. 
Locaine at 44 versus Montgomery. I like that a little bit there. Same with Justin Upton at 43 versus Marco Gonzalez. On a short slate, you can put a batter in your lineup against your pitcher if you need to also. The Grandy Man at 4K versus Fonten, the Tampa Bay bullpen. Very much worth a look. Uh, Mitch Hanniger doubled on yesterday. He's in play at 3,900. Uh, Jason Hayward batting second in that Cubs lineup at 37. He's in play for you as well. A nice cheaper piece of that Cubs pie. Uh, Cubs pie has been very quiet of late. Keep that in mind. The blow-up could be coming. Jabari Blash, if you're playing GPPs, which I'm hoping that's all you're playing today, in the early slate, he's 3,300 versus Marco Gonzalez. He is like you know Hunter Renfro, like Fran Mil Reyes, home run or strikeout. So he's a great GPP type play at 3,300. Domingo Santana at 32, if he cracks the Milwaukee lineup, is in play for you there. A lot of good peripherals, bad results right now with him, and inconsistent playing time. Hernan Perez, second base outfit eligible at 3K, is another cheapie you can definitely take a look at. So there you go for your five-game slate. Recapping your pitching real quick. You got Sale and Hap up top, uh, and then Richards and Gonzalez down below. So that's the main looks for now. You know, that Granky's got a decent floor, and Tyon if the lineup's right, and you know, Chassin if you want to get real weird. But those are the four I'm kind of building around on a five-game slate. Nothing too crazy there. Let's get into the nine-game slate on this Wednesday for you. And we'll start with the pitching up top. You had Garrett Cole at 13-2 at the Oakland A's. Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. Uh, I don't really know what else to say. He's outstanding. He's got he's faced the A's twice this year. He's averaging 29 points a game versus them. On the road, he's averaging 31 points a game. He's got 20 or more points in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In nine of his last ten, it probably goes even farther than that. He's been outstanding. His, his bad start was 15, which obviously at 13-2, you want those big boy starts. But in an amazing spot against the Oakland A's, uh, team total 3-5, lefties 251, righties 289, yada, yada, yada. They strike out 23% of the time versus righties. Cole's in a phenomenal spot. If you want to save about seventeen hundred bucks, Trevor Bauer against the Chicago White Sox is in a great spot as well. This guy has been nothing short of outstanding this year. Um, he has twenty or more points in eight of his last ten. He's facing a White Sox team that'll strike out over twenty four percent of the time for you. Lots and lots and lots to like there. A White Sox team where uh, with a three hundred nine WOBA and a one sixty two ISO, both average. Lefties only two seventy nine versus Bauer. Righties three hundred. I really like Bauer on the slate. I think um, I could be totally wrong, but I think a lot of people are going to want to pay up for Cole, leaving Bauer less owned than he should be. I think he's in a great spot, kind of like Carlos Carrasco the other night when we dominated that one. I think Bauer's in a really good spot at 11-5. Now, out of these three guys over 10K, or even over 11K, I should say, Jose Barrios at 11-2 comes in really, really interesting. Uh, uh, faced Detroit earlier this year, eight innings, three hits, two or nine Ks for 33 DraftKings points. He's been much, much better at home than on the road this year. Uh, eight home starts compared to five. But uh, overall, been pitching really, really well. 20 or more DraftKings points in five straight starts. And you can sprinkle in uh, three starts of 33 or more in those five. He's been very, very good facing a Detroit team that strikes out a little over 21% of the time. He's got everything working out for him really, really well right now. Detroit's team total is 3.8. Lefty's 288, righty's 292, and they have a below-average 297 Woba and below-average 143 ISO versus right-handed pitching. So Jose Barrios could be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky little play tonight. Uh, the Detroit's offense is getting better a little bit every day, but nothing great, nothing crazy. So Barrios at 11-2 with Bauer at 11-5, Cole at 13-2. It's like 
Cole should garner most of the interest. Then Bauer is a very capable player that could put up Cole-type numbers at a discount. And then you have the, the wild card in Jose Barrios, who we've seen go off the rails, but lately has been on, and when he stays on, he can compete with these guys or outperform them. So it's kind of like if you want the stable guy at 11000 you go Bauer. If you want the best pitcher on the slate, you go Garrett Cole. If you want the wild card and you still want to pay up, you go Jose Barrios. So it depends on how you want to build your lineup on this nine-game slate. Uh, all three very, very much in play here. Um, you know, Cole, like I said, Cole one, Bauer two, Barrios three, but they all have like 1A, 1B, 1C. They all are outstanding options tonight, depending on the way you want to navigate your lineup. And if you want help with that, come join us in the Slack chat. I'm available mostly off and on throughout the day. I'll be sneaking in and out there all the time. I get alerts on my phone when they come up, and I uh, I answer questions the best I can. If I can't, there's other people in there that will. So uh, if you have questions on these guys, hit us up. We drop below 10K. You got Caleb Smith, 9,100 at home against the San Francisco Giants. You know, Smith was on an absolute tear for a while there. Um, and then he's kind of had some hiccups of late, like 22 points, 4 points, 23 points, or right? 30 36, so one hiccup, and then a minus 4.8 about a month ago against the Yankees. Overall, he's been pretty damn good, to be honest with you. And he's been better on the road or at home than on the road. A 2.9 ERA at home compared to 4.4 on the road. 38 Ks and 31 innings pitch in his six home starts. Facing a Giants team that is striking out more this season, striking out over 23% of the time versus left handed pitching. Smith can get into walking troubles. Over an 11% walk rate. He's a heavy fly ball guy. Two things to keep in mind, but hey, you're pitching in Miami's ballpark. A lot to like there. Um, Giants offense went ice cold against Richards last night. I wouldn't take that all there because even throughout the broadcast and other things, they have some of the better offensive numbers in baseball right now, which is very surprising. Uh, not like totals-wise, but maybe like Woba average, stuff like that. They are surprisingly good. But uh, lefty's hitting 354, righty's 314 against Smith. It'll be a righty heavy lineup against Caleb Smith. So if you want to go him at 9100 as your starter, as your number one, it'll definitely differentiate you from the pack. If you can sneak him in, even with one of those top guys, it'll really make things interesting. But he's on the radar. He's not a must play, but he could be in a really good spot against the Giants, who are sneaky and they might surprise some people and, and score more runs than you'd like because McCutcheon, Longo, Posey all hit lefties well. You got guys like Gorky Hernandez who's playing out of his head right now and a few others. So it's kind of an interesting game. It's a, definitely a GPP play with Caleb Smith. Uh, so he kind of he stands alone in that 9K range. Now we go to the sevens, uh, 7 and the 6, basically 7 and below. Luke Weaver, 7700 bucks. I want to mention him. He's been pretty bad this year. Let's just be honest, pretty bad. He's faced San Diego once, though, and he got you 20, point, 20 DraftKings points and five shutout innings of 4Ks. I, I pretty much always want to mention the guy facing San Diego whenever I can. It's just the rules of the game because that's how bad they are. Now, they did strike a little bit versus Mikolas yesterday. And they can do that from time to time because, hey, they're a professional baseball team. But as a whole, they strike out 26% of the time. For $7,700, Luke Weaver is a minus 200 favorite. You don't see that every day. And I don't always mention the odds on the show, but there is something factored into that when you look at pricing. There definitely is, because usually the highest-priced guys are usually in the best matchups, which usually have the highest yeah, lines for the most part. But every now and then, when you find a sneaky one down here, it changes things a bit. It's like MMA. When you can find that random, you know, this guy's minus 170, but he's cheaper than the guy he's fighting, well, someone did some bad pricing. It's either the books or it's DraftKings. That's where you got to make your line. 
So Weaver at 77 is worth a look. San Diego, uh, one of the lower totals on the slate, the second lowest total on the night slate. Lefty's 369, righty's 304. Below average, Wobas and Isos against righties as expected from the Padres. So Weaver at 77, definitely worth a look. But at 7500 buck, a guy, a guy I really like is Nicky Pavetta. We were all over Aaron Nola last night. He was filthy. Um, and obviously, Nola is better than Pavetta. But at the same time, the Rockies, the main reason we like Nola for that price tag is not just that he's really good, is the Rockies suck versus right-handed pitching. They are horrible versus right-handed pitching. They're not in Coors Field. Yes, Citizens Bank is a band box. But you got Nick Pavetta, who's been outstanding at home this year, averaging 23 draftings points, 2-2 ERA, 50 Ks and 41 innings pitched. Only two home runs allowed in seven starts. On the road, averaging nine draftings points, a 6-2-3 ERA. So two completely different pitchers facing a Colorado team that will strike out over 23% of the time. Pavetta's got 25% K rate. Um, Colorado, a 3-6 total. It's the fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties, 368. Righties, 264. So yes, Cargo, Para, Murphy behind the dish, Blackman, now, they're going to have four or five lefties in there. Not ideal. Not what you're wanting to write home about. At the same time, strikeout rate's tremendous. Uh, he could put up a NOLA-type start, maybe not 39 DraftKings points, but he can get you 25 or 30, and he's 7500 bucks. He can get you six solid innings. He might give up a couple more runs than NOLA. That's about it. But he's got that K upside that NOLA had. Uh, the Rockies could run into some and change all of that, but Pavetta at 75 Definite upside on the slate. I think he's a phenomenal option in this mid-tier. Now, when you drop down below seven, you got Sonny Gray at 6900 bucks. Washington's bats have been a little quiet of late. Sonny Gray's pitched really, really well of late. Um, there's still a ton of things of Sonny Gray that scares me. But, you know, you got Washington striking out, closing in on 21% K rate. Sonny Gray almost a 51% ground ball rate. He's limiting the hard contact. Everything you want to see there. Lefties do hit 348, righties 353. So, he's very hittable. But he's gotten it done as late. Strikeouts have been picking up for Sonny Gray. So as a punt, he's an intriguing one at 6900 The other one I'm looking at down here is Dylan Covey at 5500 bucks against the Cleveland Indians. Big game. James pitched pretty well yesterday. The, the, the overall Indians' bats have been quiet the last few games. You got Dylan Covey, who in his two home starts, a .75 ERA uh, on the road, 3-3-1. He's faced the Indians once this year. Not ideal. Four and a third innings pitched. Uh, two earned runs, three Ks for seven points. Outside of the Indian start, 29 at Boston, 21 against Milwaukee, almost 30 at Baltimore. So three of his last four starts, 21 or more points. The one hiccup was Cleveland. Imagine how Cleveland is struggling a bit of late. For 5500 bucks, Covey definitely becomes an interesting option. Cleveland striking in an almost 23% strikeout rate. They have a 4-8 total, yes. Lefty's 294, righty's only 277 versus Covey. Covey's sneaky, sneaky good so far this year. Different than the guy in the past. The Indians are a great offense. They can hit anybody. They haven't been lately, which makes this even scarier. But at 5500 bucks, he is a very, very interesting punt option for you. So recapping your pitching down below. I got Pavetta 1, Covey 2, Weaver 3, Gray 4. So Cole, up top, you got Cole Bauer and Barrios. Explained all the different scenarios there. You got Caleb Smith in the middle all by himself. Down below, Pavetta, Covey, uh, Weaver, and Gray. Now let's get to the bats on this nine-game late slate. Starting out at your usual catcher's position, your top price guy is Gary Sanchez at 4,100. Solid play if he's there. He was sitting yesterday. He was told he was going to probably sit again today. 
and he's not happy about it. So let's see how that goes in New York. Yeah, Real Muto versus Suarez at 4K is a very good look. The Real Muto, he's been just hitting the ball great, period. He's facing a lefty in Suarez. Miami's team total is 3.8, which for them is rather high. Lefty's 239, righty's only three, or righty's 376 versus Suarez. So Real Muto could be a nice play at 4K. Buster Posey at 39 as well. Uh, Salvi Perez at 38, I do like against Tyler Molle. Molle throws a heavy, heavy fastball, but very, very hittable. Uh, we look at Kansas City, a 4-7 total. Lefty's 385, righty's 305. So Salvi could be a nice play for you as well. Uh, when you go down a little farther, you got the likes of uh, Kamak Stassi at 3,600 or Evan Gaddis at 37, both swinging it well. Yadi Molina at 3,500 versus Eric Lauer is a nice pick there. As, um, right-handed bats can get to Lauer quite a bit. Uh, Tucker Barnhart at 32, keep using this man. If he's going to keep being this cheap, this should be one of your top options day in and day out. He went deep again yesterday. The guy just keeps hitting the baseball and hitting it so, so well behind the dish. And he's really never priced too crazy. So 32 for Tucker Barnhart against a guy like Jason Hamill, who's been okay this year. But he also gives up a lot of contact, a lot of fly balls. So keep him in mind at that price tag. So there down we dip. Um, I'm not going to say recommend these guys versus Barrios tonight, but Miggy Cabrera is likely out for the season with his shoulder injury or his bicep injury. I think he is out for the season. And I watched it happen live, and he almost fell over at the plate after he swung. It was bad. Basically, old man falling apart. Uh, so John Hicks going to get a lot of playing time the rest of the year. So keep that in mind. But not tonight. Farther down you look, you got guys like um, maybe some Jorge Alfaro at 3K versus Anderson if you want for GPPs only for the home run upside, but that's about it. I'd still rather pay for Barnhart or go farther down below. Maybe a Rafi Lopez at 27 versus Weaver, left-handed bat there. I don't hate that as much. Maybe a Mitch Garver at 2,700 versus Boyd as a punt option. Or a Bobby Wilson at 27 versus Boyd. Still not my favorite plays there, but that's something to definitely look at. Uh, Tom Murphy at 2,700 versus Pavetta. He was crushing the ball in AAA. Absolutely crushing it. Finally got the call up. Goes 3 for 4 with a double and 2 ribbies last night in his, in his debut. This kid is a pure hitter. Pure, pure hitter. So at 2,700, he's a good punt if you're not using Pavetta. Definitely someone to look at there. Other than that, maybe check your lineup. Something else might pop up. Maybe, uh, I can't even guess. Maybe a Tony Cruz gets a spot start for the Reds against Hamill. I don't know. There's not too much else down there after Murphy at 27. Going over to first base, you got E5, Edwin Encarnacion at 51. I don't think I'm paying that much for an injured Edwin, but uh, you can look into him. I'd rather pay 5K for Jose Martinez against uh, Mr. Lauer. My goodness, how his price has just rose. Let's go over some prices, 44, 45, 43, 45, 4, 37, 37, 37, 37. What a hot week can do for you. Jose's up to 5K against Lauer. He is still in play at that price tag. But at the same time, Joey Votto's only 46 versus Jason Hamill. Uh, I definitely think that's a great pivot. 18 points last night. Here's his game logs, and he's cheaper by 400 bucks than Jose Martinez. He's 18, 10, 10, 14, 10, 10, 11, 14, 3, 6. Eight straight games of 10 or more points for one of the best players in baseball that's always so underappreciated in Joey Votto. And he's facing uh, Jason Hamels with a team total of 4.8. It's the second highest on a slate behind the Cardinals. And uh, the Cardinals is 5. Lefty's 362. Righty's 371 versus Lauer. But for Votto, lefty's 422. Righty's 362 versus Jason Hamill. Joey Votto at 4600 bucks is a great play. Great play. 
Go down farther, you got guys like if you want to fade Cole Hamels, even with Cody Bellinger, it's lefty-lefty, it's 41. I'm not running to do that, but I definitely understand it. Greg Bird at 39 comes into play. I mentioned Posey already. Um, GPP type stuff, Matt Olson, Jose Abreu, but not my favorite. I'm not looking to fade those guys. I'm Matt Adams at 3,800 versus Sonny Gray. That could be intriguing. We talked about the lefty-righty splits for Sonny Gray. Uh, lefty's 348, righty's 353. Yes, he's been better of late, but still... You know, the way that ball can fly out to left field in Yankee Stadium. Matt Adams at 38 could definitely be a cheapie for you there. Uh, Carlos Santana at 38 versus Anderson. He's a switch hitter, so don't let that scare you off. Yonder Alonso's only 3,600. Again, always in that cheap price range. Always an option. Always an option, even against Dylan Covey. Uh, other than that, you know, Nico Goodrum's going to get a lot more playing time as well for Detroit. Again, not a plate tonight, but another guy to think about as you build your lineups in the future. But uh, maybe a Hunter Dozier at 2,900 for Kansas City versus uh, Male. He's been starting almost every day. Power right-handed bat. He's pretty much boomer bust. Like, he went deep yesterday. Then prior to that, 3, 2, 3, 3, 5, 3, 7. Only 1-0 in nine of his last 10 games. He's 2,900, so you could do much worse with some upside at that position. But that's only if you want to get really weird and punt, which I'm all about getting really weird. But I don't know if that's where I want to get weird. Let's put it that way. Uh, let's go to the second base position. Altuve at 5K versus Blackburn. But they got Scooter Jeanette, 4700 bucks against against Hamels. Definitely like that. Uh, the Reds, Reds Royals in general were disappointing last night. Hopefully that busts out tonight. It is the highest total on the slate again. Remember, at 9.5. Uh, so keep that in mind. You got guys like uh, Daniel Murphy returning from the DL against Sonny Gray. I want to see some more of that. But he, he could bust out at any moment. Uh, Gliber Torres at 4K versus Fetty. His price has dropped a little bit as he's been a little quiet of late. You know, you go 3-0, but still 16, and then an 8, a 3, a 0, 0, then 16, a 7. He went on his tear prior to that. So 4K against a guy like Fetty is definitely worth a look for you there. Lefty's 344, righty's 330 versus Fetty. Uh, Torres, and the wind is slightly blowing out to left at, a, like, I think, a 10 or 11 mile an hour clip, which helps the hitters, obviously, in New York. So keep that in mind with Gliber at 4K. Farther down you look, Matt Carpenter can't hit lefties. He's 38. Don't worry about it. Whip Merrifield at 38 is in play for you there. Starling Castro, especially he's leading off. He's been leading off for his lefties lately. Um, he's averaging 8.3 his last 10. He's been swinging an okay bat. The Marlins against Suarez. Suarez is either really good or really gets beat up. It's one of the two. And the Marlins can be pesky. I'm not saying run out and play the Marlins like crazy, but they can be definite salary relief, and Starling Castro can be one of them. So keep him in mind. Uh, the farther down you look, like a Jed, Lauer, a Jed Jericho against the lefty Lauer at 3,400 is outstanding. Second base, third base, good value there at either of those two positions. Someone to look out for sure. Um, other than that, maybe Jose Perella at 3K. Not running to play that, but he's definitely a value play because Weaver is just, he might throw a gym out there. He does it once in a while, but man, has he struggled this year. Really struggling. Third base, you got Jose Ramirez at 56. I don't hate it. That's a heavy, steep, steep price tag, but I don't hate it. Eugenio Suarez at 48 will be in play because I've already mentioned Jeanette. I mentioned Vado. Those are lefties. We mentioned how well lefties hit Hamill. So people are going to want to go attack that right away. Don't forget that righties still hit um, Hamill at a 362 average, which is, doesn't suck. So Eugenio Suarez could be a sneaky GPP low owned play at 4,800. The farther down you look, you got guys like Bregman at 43 swinging a really good bat. I'm loving Bregman almost every day these days. Miguel Andahar at 42. We can put a Torres Andahar back of the Yankees lineup kind of mini stack together. Mustakas at 41 in a great spot again tonight against Tyler Molle. When you look at the Royals, 
The Royals have a 4-7 total. It's right behind the Indians, but right behind the Reds. Lefties are hitting 385 off Molly. Righties 305. So uh, Moustakas at 4100 is in play for you as well. So some good options at 41 and above at the position. Uh, Brian Anderson at 4K. His price tag keeps rising, but he's earned it for the Marlins. Third base outfield. Pretty good option there versus Suarez as well. Justin Turner versus the lefty Hamels. Turner returned to the lineup yesterday after missing a few games. With a banged-up wrist, I believe, again, 10 points uh, in his return facing Cole Hamels, who we know can get hit around by the right side of the plate. Uh, lefty's 307, righty's 369, which is nice. So Justin Turner at 37 in play. Uh, Longo, 36 versus a lefty. I'd rather go to Turner at 37, but he's there for you. Yair Munoz, third-base shortstop for St. Louis at 35. Jericho, 34. Mentioned him already. Both pretty solid looks. Uh, if you want to get weird with the Padres against Weaver, Corey Spangenberg, third base outfield eligible at 3,300. is a guy I like to punt with from time to time. Usually on smaller slates if you want to get stupid, but uh, he is still there at 3,300. A little farther down, Scott Kingery had a big game last night. He's 3,200. Um, hitting in the middle of that Phillies order versus the lefty Anderson. Could be another good play today. He'll be a lot more popular, obviously. And, he, and one thing to think about with the lefty Anderson, he's got reverse splits. Lefty's hit 371. Well, righties only hit 306 off of Anderson, so don't go stupid crazy with the righties, but he's definitely something to keep an eye on. Let's head over to the shortstop position. You got Frenchie Lindor at 5200 bucks. I know I said Frenchie because I'm, I'm having some fun with it. Uh, he's in play. You got uh, Carlos Correa at 45 went deep yesterday. Seems to maybe be heating up finally. So keep him on your radar. Chris Taylor at 43, I do like quite a bit. He was a good, been a good play a lot of days this year. 12 points last night. He's averaging 10.4 his last 10. Another right-handed bat probably leading off versus Cole Hamels. So I don't hate that. Uh, Beecroft, 4,200. Didi Gregorius, 41 versus Fetty. He's a really solid play. Didi went deep yesterday. So he's definitely in line for another good one today. Uh, you go down below. Low threes again. Kingery's 32. He's a guy you can look at. Adrianza, big home run yesterday. He's 2,900. He's been playing really well starting every day for the Twins. He's in play for you again tonight. Uh, Miguel Rojas at 28 is worth the look. I'll see this Escobar at 27 is a cheapie. Freddie Galvez at 27. Uh, our boy JT Riddle at 27 had a big night last night as well. Big two-run double. So definitely some options down there. Not the best options. Tried not to go there, but they're there. Head to the outfield. Uh, you got Judge, of course. Harper's interesting, but he was day-to-day. Uh, Giancarlo Springer at 49. He's heating up for Blackburn. The Astros are a really sneaky play tonight. Uh, total of 4-5. They're like the 4th or 5th lowest on the slate. So people won't pay a ton of attention to them as they usually would. They had a nice 6 runs last night in Oakland. Could be another one for Houston tonight. Michael Brantley at 48. Solid play versus Covey. I like that a lot. Uh, Tommy Pham at 46 is interesting versus Lauer. He's slumping a bit but still very much in play. Uh, Leonis Martin and a GPP only. Brett Gardner at 44 versus Fetty. I can get behind that one. You go to Lafarge, Scott Shebler at 43. Another nice piece of that Reds lineup against uh, Jason Hamill. Reds, 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 Reds. Um, Matt Kemp hit in the middle of that order. Talked about it on around the bases last night. Right now, if the All-Star voting ended, Matt Kemp would be starting in the outfield for the National League. Let that sink in for a minute. But he's having a great year. He's 4,300 versus Cole Hamill. Mm-hmm. Same with Chris Taylor. Juan Soto at 42 versus Sonny Gray. Pissed off he didn't play yesterday, but uh, he's worth a play. McCutcheon at 42 as well versus... Uh, Caleb Smith in play. Marcelo Zuna at 4K versus Lauer, I like a lot. Zuna starting to heat up, crushes lefties, lots of power. Things are starting to show up for Zuna at 4K. 
do like that quite a bit. I uh, mentioned Brian Anderson earlier. Reese Hoskins at 4K versus uh, Tyler Anderson could be a nice GPP play there. Aaron Hicks at 39s and play for you as well. Mentioned Whit Merrifield earlier. Mentioned Matt Adams earlier. Both pretty solid looks. Uh, Hunt, uh, Harrison Bader is 3700 bucks. If he gets to start today, it could be a nice di- way to differentiate yourself against Lauer in that Cardinals lineup. Someone to keep an eye on. Farther down we go. Again, Gorky Hernandez is only 3600 leading off versus Caleb Smith. If you're fading Smith, you could go that direction if you're fading Smith. If you want to be weird in GPPs and you believe the Anderson splits where lefties are hitting 371 against him, Odubel Herrera is 3600 I mentioned yesterday. He's cheap again because he's slumping. Well, he put up seven points yesterday. He's going to get on another hot stretch. He's super streaky, so I'm not saying run to play him. Just keep an eye on him. Don't let him just sneak away and become expensive again without enjoying some of the Odubel Herrera benefits. Jesse Winker, 3400 for the Reds. Nice cheap piece of that Reds offense, especially if he's leading off. So I'm going to keep in mind there. Uh, Greg Allen, 3300 versus Dylan Covey. If he's leading off for Cleveland, is in play. Uh, Max Kepler, one off at 33 versus Boyd. I don't hate. Chesenhall, 3200 versus Covey. is a nice cheap piece of that Cleveland offense yet again. When you get down to the lower threes, Gerardo Parra at 32 could be in play. Aaron Althair, if he's in the middle of that Phillies lineup at 32, could be a nice GPP power option for you. Um, like Alex Gordon, yet again, is only 3K. He was 31 yesterday. We talked about him in the Slack chat. He missed a home run by inches, inches yesterday. He could be a nice cheap option for you at $3,000 if you're looking there. Other than that, there will be others that pop up. Uh, throughout the day in lineups, you know, Robbie Grossman's 2,700 hits lefties really, really well. Always a punt option when the Twins are facing lefties. So check out the lineups, see what comes about, and we will go from there. Recapping your pitching on the late slate, Garrett Cole, Bauer, Barrios, all interesting options there. Smith by himself in the middle, and then down below, Pavetta 1, Covey 2, Weaver 3, Sonny Gray 4. Let's look at your BVP on this Wednesday of baseball, we'll look at all the five-game early, nine-game lates. Uh, Matt Duffy, 5 for 10 with a homer off J.A. Happ. Travis Shaw, 4 for 10, two doubles and a homer off Mike Montgomery. Ryan Braun, 4 for 11 with a double and a homer. Not the biggest samples, but not that bad. Anthony Rizzo, 5 for 10 with two homers off Julius Chassin. Hayward's even taking him deep. Manny Machado, 6 for 16, two doubles and a homer off Chris Sale. Trey Mancini, 5 for 12. Trumbull's taking him deep. Jones is taking him deep as a team. They're hitting 226 against him. Sean Rodriguez, 4 for 10 with a homer off of Zach Greinke. Mike Zunino, 6 for 10 with a double and a homer off of Garrett Richards. D. Gordon, 6 for 13. Nothing else too crazy there. Mike Trout's homered off of Gonzalez. Shocker. Cesar Hernandez, 6 for 9 with a double off of Tyler Anderson. James McCann, 5 for 11, two doubles, two homers off Barrios. Nicholas Castellanos, 5 for 10 with a homer off of Barrios. Adrianza, 4 for 7, two doubles off of Boyd. Brian Dozier's hitting 406, 13 for 32, three doubles, three homers. Grossman's, uh, two homers. Escobar, two homers. Sano, one. Jose Abreu, 10 for 34, two doubles off of Bauer. As a team, they're hitting 209 against Bauer. Joey Votto, Double and a homer, hitting uh, 7 for 29 off Jason Hamill. Scooter Jeanette, 7 for 24, two doubles. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy, 9 for 23, two doubles off Garrett Cole. I'm still not running to play that by any means. Stay away. Justin Turner, 5 for 13 with a double 
off of uh, Cole Hamels. Matt Kemp, 8 for 23, three doubles, so both hitting 350 and above. On this wonderful June 13th, do we have any birthday boys? Uh, James McCann for your Detroit Tigers catching. It's his birthday. Jonathan Lucroy's birthday as well. So a couple guys to keep in mind, two catchers, two catchers in bad matchups. So guys, you're not running to go play. So that'll wrap up your quick hits today. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Uh, we got the U.S. Open golf coming up this week. Always pressing PGA DFS podcasts out. Yeah, Jesse's DFS preview. We'll have the OAD picks coming up later today and much, much more. Um, we have Around the Base with Bubba Mo, episode 68, dropping later today. A lot of good stuff catching up on the week of baseball with Mo. We interviewed Brian Sikowski of Perfect Game USA, recapping the MLB draft. So lots of good stuff there. More coming up this week at the World Cup starting on Thursday. And Francisco's got your phase one picks. So go check it all out. Join us in the Slack chat. Any questions you have, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. Uh, rate review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Really appreciate it. But this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, Wednesday, June 13th edition. I'm out.